Hello, everyone. I welcome you to The Butterfly Effect, a mental health podcast to help you navigate through adversity and begin your transformative journey to healing mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. From anxiety to domestic violence, this podcast will discuss a wide range of mental health topics, hearing real people discuss their raw experiences. Because this podcast touches on sensitive topics, listener discretion is advised, and the information that is provided is not meant to diagnose or treat any mental health condition or be a substitute for therapy. If you are experiencing any mental health symptoms while listening, I encourage you to contact somebody that you trust or a mental health provider in your community. So, without further ado, let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Butterfly Effect podcast. My name is Queen Shimoniak, and I welcome you to this week's episode. I hope all of you guys are having an amazing week and you've been enjoying all of my little mini episodes that have been coming out every Monday. They are called Metamorphosis Monday, so if you haven't checked that out, you can definitely do that. I have so many different ones currently out at the moment. But guys, this is a very, very special episode. This is our one year anniversary. Oh my God, this is so crazy, guys. Our platform is one years old today. Today is the day that I basically went in my closet, sat down with my laptop, and produced my first episode that was released at 6 a.m. because that's when I had finished it. And wherever you may be, whether you're in Canada, the Philippines, Bosnia, Kenya, China, Korea, um, thank you. Thank you for all of your love and support. I created this platform to help all of you in a time where you might feel like you're not sure what's going on in your life and you're not sure of how to approach your healing journey and I am so grateful that my platform and my podcast has been reaching so many of you and have become a safe haven. I appreciate all of you guys so much and I just can't wait to see how much my podcast grows and how much we all grow together because starting this platform not only helped the podcast grow but I grew as well and I watched so many of you grow and so many of you guys reach out to me and it just really does warm my heart and it brings me to tears when I know that I have helped so many of you just along your journey. I love all of you guys so so much and to celebrate this week's you know anniversary week and today as a special day I do have a very special and beautiful guest with me. She listened to my podcast and she found me and reached out to me on Instagram and I'm so happy to share her story with you guys. She is a singer-songwriter and her song that um, is coming out on May in May. I will have all the information in the description box but I hope you guys enjoy it. So without further ado, let's get started. Uh, well, my name is Chelsea Ann. 
My last name is Kusera, <laughs> but I go by Chelsea Ann. And I'm a singer-songwriter, and I focus on writing music that uplifts and inspires people. That or is- just makes people feel like they're less alone. I love that. And that's one of the main reasons why I love the fact that you're on this episode, because I feel so much passion behind the things that you write and I hear a lot about like I I can I know that you've been through so much and the way that you sing it's like you're trying it's like that reaching like that hand that's reaching out to like help someone guide them through the dark so tell us like a little bit about yourself tell us about your life like I want to know like why you became a singer and why um you've have you have decided to write about the things that you do currently write about yeah thank you um I grew up in a small town called Arlington it's about an hour north of Seattle in Washington state and I currently live in Newport Beach California um and music has always been my passion and has just served as a therapeutic outlet for me throughout my whole life. Um, I grew up doing a lot of different things like cheer and uh, musical theater, show choir, all of that. And I always kept getting brought back to singing and songwriting through that. So, yeah. Um, And the reason why I write about what I write about now is because I've just... um, mental health, me struggling with my mental health has been a reoccurring theme throughout my life. Um, It started probably in middle school when my parents were divorcing and has gotten worse and worse. Um, I, this last year, I got diagnosed with something called major depressive disorder. And it's kind of um, the only other kind of, it's not it's not really similar to this diagnosis, but it's similar in the fact that it happens in episodes. Um, so it's similar to like uh, bipolar, I guess you could say, but I don't have the mm-hmm. big ups. I just have the really low lows. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I also have just general anxiety, um, panic disorder, and I have PTSD. Um, not from anything specific. I've had like a couple um, not so awesome things happen to me, but um, they just specified it as unspecified trauma. So, oh, okay. but it's still something I deal with. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I get. I don't know. I get. Um, when I get into those episodes, it's hard to get out of. And, um, I've probably had three or four in my Mm -hmm. life looking back. Um, and this last one I had, um, June of 2020 was probably the worst. Uh, I got down to like 118 pounds just because I was so depressed and I'm, I usually like my healthy weight is between 127 and 130. And, um, 
it there it, it was a lot of things like I bet a lot of people can relate that this last year was just really really tough for a lot of reasons and um, what I was personally going through well I was going through an episode <laughs> and, um, it's just it's just I go through these episodes because there's a chemical imbalance in my brain mm-hmm. and body. But yeah, that's what I was going through. And my grandpa was terminally ill. Um, he passed away from cancer around the same time. And I got out of a really toxic relationship that just kind of left me very empty and broken because um, I also struggle with codependency. And I put that person before my own needs and it just drained me of everything. So when they left, it felt like literally, literally a piece of me was missing because I gave too much to them. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, that's what kind of triggered, um, what kind of like triggered what I did, which was um, I... I never, looking back, um, I didn't know what this was, but I also suffer from suicidal ideation. I didn't know the name of it, and I didn't know that that wasn't a common thing people go through. I thought everyone went through that, but they don't. (laughs) Uh, know what suicidal ideation is, it's just like going throughout your day and um, images of how you can die or kill yourself pop into your head. Um, and it got really bad then. And I never thought I would get to this point because I never wanted to hurt my family, but I was in so much pain and I Mm -hmm. never understood it before that moment, how people could be in so much pain that they could take their own life. But it's, it's, it's really real. Um, and I tried to take a bunch of pills And right before I was going to take them, I wrote a note and everything. And right before I was going to take them, my mom walked in the door. And yeah, that was pretty traumatic for her. And like right after that, my whole family came home for some reason. And it was just because we were all living in the same house (laughs) around (laughs) that time because of COVID. And it was just very dramatic and traumatic. And um, after that, I went to... A treatment facility and they're the ones that uh, treatment facility here in Newport Beach um, and not for drugs um, I know that that is a common struggle with people who also suffer from um, mental health issues but for uh, this facility just focused on mental health and um, yeah they it was really good for me and I'm just so thankful and I don't think I would still, I think I would have tried again and I don't, I think I would have succeeded the next time um, if I wouldn't have uh, gotten help. Um, yeah, they just, it's really important, I think, to get help and understand what's going on in your body mm-hmm. so you don't feel like you're crazy, you know, like there's a reason that you're the way you are. And even though you're not quote unquote normal, like, um, you know, God made you perfectly the way you're supposed to be. 
Yeah. And when I was in treatment, <laughs> sorry, I'm just talking. No, yeah. Um, like, I want you to, like, this hearing, because we talked about it, but hearing you just really, it's, it's not like you're falling into the past. You're really taking a step to look behind to kind of reminisce, but knowing that you had grown and you can look back and see how things progress for you to be here right now. And like, don't, don't ever apologize on this podcast. Like we don't apologize for (laughs) the way or the manner that we speak things because what the thing about mental health, and I say this a lot is that mental health itself is not um, a taboo. It's talking about mental illnesses that's a taboo, that's very stigmatized, that's not kind of like shoved under the rug of society because this carries a level of things that are deep inside of us that we either haven't yet recognized or things that we don't want to recognize, that we've suppressed. And then we go about life just thinking that the way our personalities are, that's just how we are. But at the end of the day, we end up reaping the consequences of other people's decisions or of situations that we just never really learned how to cope with or understand. And just with that in itself, you don't walk into this world knowing that you're going to go through these very traumatic events. You don't even, there's no book of how to deal with every situation that you could possibly encounter because everybody their, their mind is unique to them and how they process the situation is unique to them and then how they cope with it is also unique to them. So I want you to continue. I went on my little spiel, but continue with your story. I want you to, you know, but I basically, the whole gist of me saying all that is like, don't apologize like at all. <laughs> You're fine. Thank you. Yeah. I wanted to add to what you just said though. Um, I would, I felt I, for a long time, um, even before the um, suicide attempt, I was very shameful about, cause I knew I had depression, but I didn't have these like specific diagnoses before that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was um, ashamed of having to talk about it um, publicly, but I think if I did, I could have helped a lot of people like just the people around me um, in my community the past couple years. Um, I've lost or we've lost um, a few people that I went to high school with and it's been devastating for my community. And I wonder like if I had reached out to them, even though I wasn't close, like it, like people would say like, oh, that wasn't your responsibility. Like, you know, you weren't close to them or whatever, but I'm just like wondering if they knew that I was going through the same thing that they were going through too, if they would have, you know, um, went to drugs or, um, if they still would have done that or if they would have gotten help or Mm -hmm. if they wouldn't have taken their life, not all of them, um, not all of them, it was on purpose, but of course, Um, yeah, so I just, I don't know. I've, and especially with this year, I've realized that, um, you can't leave anything left unsaid, like, (laughs) or anything left undone. You never know what's going to happen. You never know when the world's going to shut down and you're not going to be able to do anything. You never know, 
like when someone you love is gonna pass or that your time is up too so yeah I completely I resonate with that very heavily because I myself went through moments where I've attempted suicide multiple times in high school and in middle school just because of all the traumas that kind of built up from my parents divorcing and then being in this position where not only are you vulnerable, but you genuinely feel alone because you're not really thinking that, oh, like anybody could be going through this because you yourself are putting on a mask to pretend that you're okay and that you're fine. But there's, but at the same time, you, I, I mean, I can't speak for everybody, but I personally felt like as much as I was putting on this mask, I had always wanted to meet somebody that could see past that and Mm -hmm. see my pain because I was too afraid to speak up about it. I was too afraid to say, hey, I'm suffering. Hey, there's things going on at home or, hey, like, I don't know how to understand what's going on. And especially being in a very, you know, religious household, Christianity was this foundation in my life. And then looking at God and being like why is this happening like I don't understand why why this is happening to me or why I feel this way and then you go through these various cycles of just trying to understand you and then trying to process your emotions and with you saying like oh like I wonder if I had reached out to you know my other classmates I felt that way when my stepbrother died because he committed suicide last year, which is actually why I started this podcast to begin with, because everybody kind of knew about his mental illnesses, but didn't take them seriously. And I always, I had to, I wrestled with myself because it's like, what happens if I just reached out once? Mm -hmm. And I could have said something that could have shifted his perspective or made him feel seen. And then he would have still been here. And it, it 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 made me reflect on moments where I wanted to, where I had to reach those very low points. And every person that I meet, when I hear about like their stages of life and the things they've gone through, and they've reached that point, it's 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 gr- it's great to see that they had grown. But it it just always makes me wonder, like, you know how how did you personally do it and how did you feel like you could finally regain that sense of power and I know you mentioned you went to um you did go to therapy I know a lot of people have their own experiences with therapy so did you really feel like aside from everything did you how did therapy make you feel like how did being in the mental institution like mental health institution how did that make you feel when you were there Yeah. Well, if we go back to the day it happened, I went to an actual institution. Okay. Oh my God. (laughs) Like, and, um, that was terrible. Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely terrible. Um, they need to do something about the state program for, uh, the mental health facilities because it is absolutely terrible. And I am very lucky that I had a family that was going to support me to um, bring me to uh, a rehab facility. It it Mm -hmm. was very um, 
it was like night and day compared to the first place I went to. Like <laughs> it just created more trauma for me. And that was something, that was another thing I had to unpack when I was there. That's how bad it was. It's just oh my terrible. God. Um, but how I got over it. Yeah. That's a whole other episode. My experience. <laughs> no, like I, that's something I'm very passionate about because as much as psychology has gotten a very bad rep for these like mental quote unquote institutions, um, and the ways that they would practice or, or treat the individuals, a lot of people that would go into these facilities way back when didn't have any mental health issues, but went in and came out with so much trauma and so many different things that they now had to deal with and literally altered their personality. And even now, like I am very, very passionate about really like, like this is why people are so afraid of therapy or they're so afraid of like opening up about these things because there is little to no proper regulation when it comes to these institutions and it's actually very hard to get out of these institutions too because like it's I heard from someone it's easy to get in it's very difficult to get out it's so difficult to get out I I was kicking and screaming like they they probably were like this girl actually needs to stay but I was <laughs> like there I am a Leo I'm a fire sign so when you piss me <laughs> off you really piss me off um, I had and- no idea you were a Leo. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, yes, it, ma'am. Takes a, it takes a lot to piss me off, but when you piss me off, you're going to be sorry that you did. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it was just like the last thing I needed to deal with. Um, the reason why I wanted to leave is because wow, this is going to be a long episode because we're just going into this. The reason why I wanted to leave, I was all about staying like I had I came there willingly and they said I could leave whenever I wanted to, but I had a lot of trauma surrounding men Mm. and they told me that I would be in the all women's wing. And when I got in there, they were going to room me with like a 56 year old man. (gasps) Yeah. You're lying. How is that? Oh, I want to hit up the APA. That's why I lost it. I like uh-uh. absolutely lost it. I was like, no, it gave me way more anxiety and mm-hmm. not what they had promised me. And I was totally willing to get treatment there, but that was bad. And then they stole my clothes. I had like really expensive, I had on my mom's sweats. At, mm-hmm. And I can't remember the brand, but they were a really expensive brand. And, uh-huh. um, they stole my tennis shoes and they just claimed that they didn't know where they were that yeah they didn't know what happened to them wow yeah well anyway i'm so sorry about going on that tangent but no i that is absolutely <laughs> terrible why isn't this place shut down <laughs> how about i accidentally set it on fire like just accidentally <laughs> um <laughs> but aside from from all of that what gave you because going to therapy is one thing but it's also like a mindset within yourself that you do want to seek help and you want to seek change and you want to start delving into how you can further you know reclaim like your power and your confidence so what exactly helped you stay 
um, like what helped you persevere and what helped you take on, have the courage and the bravery to trust yourself with the journey that you're on right now? Um, so I had started going to, uh, like a regular therapist before the incident. Um, but, um, they didn't dive into it as deeply, uh, as the facility did. Um, which, uh, it, I guess it just depends on what therapist you get and what they specialize in, if you would get that. So mm-hmm. I guess. I would suggest seeking out someone that specializes in DBT, CBT, um, stuff like that. Uh, if you're the type of person that needs to understand why something is away and like study it so you feel like you can make sense of everything, then I would suggest getting a therapist like that because that's what they did for me at the um, facility that I went to. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was five days a week, eight hours a day of not only just like going through uh, therapeutic stuff, but also like learning it as if I was a psychology student, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but what brought me to having the will to live and overcoming it was I uh, – for me, it was either – I, I, I can't even describe how much pain I was in. Like I, looking back, I can't even believe I could be in that much pain and, um, emotional and emotional pain is way more painful than physical pain. Mm -hmm, Definitely. I don't think people that don't go through mental illness understand that. Um, they just can't grasp that for some reason, but it truly is. Um, and I was at a point where it was either I was going to get better and overcome this and find my purpose again, or I wasn't going to live. I just wasn't going to. I was going to end it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so I didn't. I don't know. I realized, I guess, like, seeing how traumatized I made my family um, and my friends were so upset that I wanted to get better for them. Right. Me, you know, I had the dreams that I have now. Um, maybe they didn't have as much um, meaning to me as they did back then, but... Um, I still, I don't know. I still, I forgot where I was going with that. (laughs) You're fine. Do you feel like you have, because I heard your song, which is coming out. What day is it coming out again? May? May 28th. May 28th. And I think, do you feel like, with writing and finding your passion, being able, I guess, to finally express how you felt and things that you've gone through that you were able to see, like, like the map of your life a little clearer in a way? Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess that's where I was getting at is when I was in treatment, um, even though we're doing that five days a week, eight hours a day, 
Um, I did have a lot of time to myself mm-hmm. and I, they encouraged me to bring my guitar. Um, and I wrote a lot and that's how I processed a lot of what I was unpacking during the day. That's how I processed it at night and on the weekends was writing. Mm-hmm. And, um, I never really thought I was good enough to mm-hmm. like really go for this, like professionally. I didn't believe in myself. And um, the people there like really helped me believe in myself. And just the people that I went through treatment with too, like, um, yeah, they asked me because they knew that that's how I was processing things. Mm-hmm. I shared my songs with people during we had processing groups like three days a week where we would just share what we were going through and what we were thinking and I shared one of my songs one day the first song that I wrote while I was there and um I was so nervous I was like uh, these people are probably gonna think this sucks but I'm never gonna see them again after this and <laughs> I'm just I was, when I was there, I was all in. I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to do everything. There was times if people that helped me through my treatment are listening to this, there was times I was a pain in the butt. (laughs) My Leo side was coming out again. Right. That's stubbornness. Yeah. But, um, for the most part I was all in. And so I was like, eh, if they don't like it, they'll never have to see me again after this. Right. Um, so I shared it and the girls there, um, a few of them like, like wept when I shared it cause they related to it so much and they like thanked me after for like sharing it and they wanted, they wanted me to record it so they could have it on their phone. <laughs> like just like a voice memo so they could like listen to it. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. And I played it for like my best friend and she cried and I was like, okay. And then I played it for, um, I sent the producer I was working with at the time. I sent it to him and he was like, wow, your writing's gotten so much better. Um, and yeah, I was like, okay, then maybe I can do this, you know? And now that I actually, I feel like I have something to say and like, it's not just about performing anymore. Right. I felt like that didn't really have any direction or purpose, just just like getting up on stage and singing, but like mm-hmm. that I really have something to say. And I just think music has always been so therapeutic for me, and I know it is for other people. And so for me to be authentic and share my story, and then hopefully it makes people feel less alone, like that means the whole world to me, even if it's only five people, you know, or one person. Right. It's that impact that knowing you can help change somebody's life and touch their heart is what, like, now that's like your sole purpose and what will drive and motivate you. So I have another question. One last question for you. How would you define what it means to be brave to you? And what is something that you want to share with all of my audience on how to be brave with their, um, with facing the things that they're going through right now? What it means to be brave for me 
is not giving up um, from experience. It's so much better on the other side. Like, honestly, that your thoughts and that pain. Um, I don't know if who was ever listening is uh, spiritual or believes in God or not, but that is not of you or God that, you know, God, your creator, your father, that is of the devil for sure. Like he wants you, he wants to bring you to death. And for, unfortunately, that's just what we have to go through on this earth. Um, but we are promised so much more um, after this. And uh, it, it gets so much better. Just take it day by day. Take it step by step. And being brave also means to tell someone. Tell someone, talk to someone. Um, yeah. Well, I love that. I'm so, oh, like, when I heard your song, I started tearing up because it, like I told you, and it made me just reminisce on my life and how many times when I felt at my, at my lowest, how I just needed to figure out, I always try to figure out what does it mean to be confident? What does it mean to be brave? Like, how do I want to be brave for me and for my life and what I want to do? And I feel like you wrote your song so beautifully and I cannot wait for everybody to hear it, buy it, buy the shirts that are coming with it. Um, I am just, I'm so proud of you. I, I look in your eyes and I see so much passion. I see so much joy and so much brightness for your life and for your future. I'm more than grateful that you didn't take your life. However, I, apologize for all the things that you've had to all the burdens that you've had to carry for so long and now it's like you finally put down all of those heavy suitcases that people have given you to carry or projected onto you and you're finally stepping into who you're meant to be and that's something that I love that is a true definition of transformation and I'm just so happy to have share to be sharing your story and just to be meeting another beautiful beautiful butterfly in this world just inspiring everybody I know butterflies are like a sacred symbol to you and it was just absolutely meant to be for us to just come on here and chat and talk and like oh can I, I said so much love thank <laughs> like thank you so much for having me um yeah, I think the universe brought us together for sure. Um, I just wanted to tell your listeners a little bit about the song before it comes out. Of um, course, go ahead. It's called She is Brave. Um, and I originally wrote it for myself to help me through my treatment. Um, basically, like, no matter, no matter how bad it is um, or what you're going through, if you're just brave, you're going to, you're going to get through it. It doesn't matter what's happening because she is brave kind of thing. And, um, the portion, a portion of the proceeds from t-shirt and music sales are going to this really awesome organization called this is my brave. 
Um, this is my brave uh, is helping to end the stigmatism around mental illness. So we talk about it more and we don't have to call it brave anymore. It can just be called talking is what the founder Jennifer says. And um, they also do amazing things to help people uh, heal and recover from their mental illnesses through uh, creative outlets like uh, acting, singing, dancing. That's why I wanted to support them. So, yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Um, thank you again for coming on. I appreciate you dearly. And I know that this episode is going to touch so many beautiful lives out there. And I know your song is going to do that as well. Thank you. All right, everyone, that is the end of this week's episode. I hope all of you guys enjoyed it. Do not worry, more full-length episodes are definitely going to be coming out. I had to kind of reevaluate everything pertaining to the podcast. And of course, since it's our one-year anniversary, I want to proceed on into this new cycle of the podcast with a little bit more dedication and I want to come out with great content for you guys and I just can't wait for you guys to continue to tune in and listen. If you'd love to keep up with me and just learn more about updates pertaining to the podcast or even things that I discuss, you can follow me on my Instagram, which is at the butterfly effect podcast underscore. And if you have any questions for me or you would even love to be a guest on my podcast or you have a friend that might want to come on and share their experiences, you can email me at thebutterflyeffectpdct@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Also, guys, I do have a cash app. So if you wanted to donate and just give um, something to contribute to future episodes, that would be greatly appreciated. I love you guys so much, and it's we're one years old, guys. It's crazy, but I hope you guys enjoyed that episode, and I will see you on the next one.